0: Before we look uh, to local news, uh, can you please just give us a snapshot of what's happening globally? Let's start in the United States and then, of course, Japan. Yes, so in the United States, um, we've seen that the new Fed chairwoman or chairman will be elected by Trump over the next few days or few weeks. Trump did say about three weeks ago that within the next three weeks, he will be deciding on who will replace the current chairwoman, Yellen. So just like the Saab governor gets a a five-year term and they after a new governor's electoral appointment appointed, it is time now for the U.S. Fed to get its new head as Yellen's term expires in february twenty eighteen. So the front runners are of course Yellen, the current chairwoman. The other front runners are the Fed Governor Jay Powell and Stanford economist John Taylor. So according to the Fed Survey, Yellen is is among the best choice uh, because out of the Fed Survey, out of the nine categories including the best stock market, unemployment um, unemployment manager and long with the best at managing the financial crisis. She's seen as the best um, candidate. And then in terms of Powell, who is the Fed governor, he's been the Fed governor for quite some time. So the market is favoring him from a continuity perspective. But you know how Trump is. uh, He could be leaning towards a shakeup and he could alternatively appoint an outsider. And then in terms of Taylor, who's a Stanford economist, he's a well-respected monetary policy specialist, and he actually wrote the monetary policy rule, which the Fed officials currently use as a constant reference point. So investors also see uh, Taylor as quite hawkish in his approach to monetary policy, and they deem it as as the best candidate in terms of keeping inflation stable. And then when we look onto Japan, as you mentioned, that uh, the current – Japanese Prime Minister won the Japanese elections. He did call for a snap election. Unlike May, who obviously things didn't go so well for her and it resulted in Brexit, the current Japanese Prime Minister actually won this election and this was all done in an attempt to increase support in his administration. So currently his administration has battled some scandals. And Japan's birth rate has been falling. There's an aging society. So these are quite big national crises from a Japanese perspective. And then, of course, we've seen that Japanese has been um, confronted by threats from North Korea um, over the past couple of months. So this is seen that by him winning the snap election, he'll be able to get more time in order to address these issues. And of course, in the medium term, this victory means that for the Japanese, there's a continuation of the policies that have been started by Abe in December 2012 when he came into power. So, in terms of the Japanese Prime Minister, his popularity has been really low recently, but his stance on North Korea has really rallied support in the past recent months, um, especially after the two ballistic missiles that went over Japan. From a market perspective, the market already saw a win from the Japanese Prime Minister, so we'll only see slight movements in the market. And then, just looking at uh, local domestic politics, the speculation around uh, the candidates, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, how is all of this likely to affect the market? Yes, so there has been mounting speculation. We also saw a couple of newspapers coming out with that story yesterday that there's potentially the South African deputy president might get axed. So on the back of this news, we saw on Friday already that the RAND weakened, resulting in RAND hedge shares rising. And when I speak about RAND hedge stocks, I'm talking about companies where they make a bulk of their revenue outside of South Africa. And these companies' stocks tend to rise and strengthen when the South African currency weakens. And one of those biggest gainers that we saw on Friday was actually NASPERS. So this speculation is all adding to this heated political environment and uncertainty and it's really unnerving investors. So already we had last week Tuesday with the announcement of the six cabinet changes, including that key critical departments of energy, which is seen as being related to state capture. And Besides the currency volatility, what we could potentially see is that all of this political uncertainty could spark ratings downgrades by the end of the year. And as we saw earlier this year when Praveen Gordon was, when there was a cabinet reshuffle in March, which subsequently resulted in Praveen Gordon being um, fired, this triggered ratings downgrades. And S&P and Fitch brought South Africa down to junk status and Moody's cut South Africa's rating by one notch to give us a negative outlook. So all this political and out noise could result in further downgrades and in particular we'll be watching what Moody's will do and if they will actually take South Africa down to below investment grade. In general, what this will result in is fund managers withdrawing their money, and of course, we don't want to see that. Um, other financial implications would be that the cost of capital will increase. So what we see is that, in times of uncertainty, the bond yield increase, which means that it becomes more expensive for South Africa to service its debt, and that takes money away from other important social um, expenditure which we should be investing in. So generally, at a time like this, investors trade RAN assets quite cautiously in light of all the political turbulence and we can expect the RAN to remain under pressure for the rest of the week.